Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DJ Nation, what is up? What is happening? We are on to week 15. My oh my, where has the season fucking gone? Yeah. We are only a few more weeks left of the, you know, the regular slates until we move on to one of my favorite time of the year, and that's the NFL playoff DFS slates. But uh, so, uh, you know, we got three more good ones. And then I guess, you know, week 18 is always a crap shooting up in the air on what you can ever expect from it. But this slate, I think this week looks a little bit better than what last week last week's slate did um i think there's a lot of interesting spots to go to here uh we do have the saturday slate that you know has three games on it so obviously we're not gonna have like the dolphins or the bills they play um as well as what the vikings uh and i can't remember who the other um what is it vikings and uh vikings colts yeah vikings colts and then ravens browns yeah that's ravens cool. browns dolphins yeah, so. bills None of those teams on this slate, but overall, I still think we still have a lot of pretty good uh, spots we can go with. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Let's start, go ahead and talk about the quarterback position this week. Up top, we have Jalen Hurts at 8,200, Patrick Mahomes against the Texans at 8,100. Then you have Justin Fields at 74, J- uh, Justin Herbert, who's starting to look a lot more like the Justin Herbert we expected at 7,200, Joe Burrow, 7K. Uh, Dak Prescott, 6,200, Trevor Lawrence is 6K. And that wraps up the, you know, the 6K and above guys this week. Uh, Maddie, who are you looking at this week? Like, I think a lot of the ownership is going to come in on these top two with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Are you going to look to get a little bit different and maybe go with a Dak and attack this, this, this Dallas and Jacksonville game? Or are you going to get a little bit different somewhere else? Yeah, so my QB exposure is down to three guys uh, is is pretty much what I'm looking at. It's the two guys at the top, Hertz and Mahomes, and then it's either I'm that one of them two, or I'm paying all the way down for Mike White uh, against the Lions, because Kev and you'll I'm sure you'll mention it when we get to running back, but the Lions have quietly been one of the best run defenses in the NFL over the last few weeks, and uh, they've still been a very very easy pass defense uh, for QBs to have success against on the opposing side. So you can load up this this Jets passing attack for free. I mean, the most expensive piece is Garrett Wilson. He's only 6K. Uh, so you've got Corey Davis is banged up. So that should lead, if he's out, that leads to, you know, a lock of a lock of targets for Elijah Moore, who saw 10 last week. He's free. He's 3,600. Uh, like I mentioned, Garrett Wilson, 6K. And Mike White's 5,400. So it's a very, very easy stack to get. It's in one of the best spots of the week. The Jets are playing at home. And we've talked about all, you know, all year that golf sucks on the road. And so I don't even know that you need a Detroit run back here. Because if you look at Mike White's first start against Chicago, where they won 27 to 10, he chucked it all game long, threw for like 360 and three scores uh, in a game that they won by 17. So 
I'm not sure that, you know, I'll force in an Amon Ra run back. And I really don't want to play Chark here either. And those are really the only two guys that I would have interest in um, playing as a run back from the Lions. Uh, I just don't think Amon Ra is worth his 7-8 price tag in a matchup with the Jets that have shut down Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs twice now. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's a spot that it's a very interesting one because it feels weird to, to, to play your full stack and not have a run back. But it's one of those things where you know all the points for the jets could just come through the air because of how how solid the 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 lines run d has been over the last few weeks so i really like that as a cheap stack and then uh the the two guys up top jalen hurts is he is the entire him and miles sanders you can play them both together too that and you could get the entire uh eagles offense Uh, and they should have no problem scoring 35 plus points here against a a bears defense that is non-existent uh and then pat mahomes uh absolutely in play against Houston. Um, yes, you can run on Houston, but Kansas city continues to want to throw the ball. And we just saw last week, you know, Houston kept it close with Dallas and Kansas city let Denver back in the game. So while we think, you know, that there's potential for blowouts, if it gets to the point where, you know, Kansas city is pulling guys at the beginning of the fourth quarter, because they're up by so much, that means they're up by at least four touchdowns. And if they have a four touchdown lead, that means their guys have been smashing to get them there anyways. So I'm not really worried about blowout risk here. And I just think Kelsey, you know, I don't think a lot of people are going to get to Kelsey on this slate. I think people keep wanting to play, pay down at tight end uh, because it's been working for the last, last couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, we haven't really had that, that week recently where Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey just blows up and against Houston, a, a defense that really funnels everything to the tight end and running back positions. I uh, I think we could see, you know, a two or three touchdown hundred yard game out of Kelsey here. So yeah, I really like Mahomes. I really like Jalen hurts. The two best offenses in the NFL get the two best matchups of the week uh, on a slate with a bunch of just other mediocre matchups across the board. Like, yes, Herbert's fine. He's probably in the best pure volume matchup, but it's like, which of these Chargers pass catchers do you want to play outside of maybe Mike Williams? Because uh, Keenan Allen never hits a ceiling for a tournament, and he's priced up to almost seven k. Uh, they shut they shut down the Titans shut down running backs, and Austin Eckler is is one of the t- highest priced running backs on the slate, and we know he steals a lot of targets from the wide receivers. Gerald Everett hasn't hasn't had a ceiling all year, and so it's like the chargers just do weird things and they spread the ball around. So while yes, Herbert at seven, seven, two against Tennessee looks great. It's just, man, I'd rather just play Mike Williams by himself and just hope that he's the ceiling guy. Cause all these, I think all the other guys that if, if it's not Mike Williams, you're just going to eat into each other. So it's like not a full stack that I want to go full on, but I do like the game and do think that that, that game's interesting. I just think that I can get all of the production from the Jets by playing their three guys. I can get all of the production from the Chiefs playing Mahomes and Kelsey. I can get all, and even you can even throw in Pacheco in there too. And I can get all the production from the Eagles by playing Hertz and Sanders together. So it's, I just think it's a slate where I, I I've got three offenses that I I think can score thirty points, and I know where I'm going to get the, the the production from. And the rest of the slate is just sure these guys could you know, score maybe 20, 24 to 27. But even if they do, I don't know where the production is coming from. So I'm going to hang my hat on the, on those three offenses this week. And that's going to be really where I focus. So I think just kind of looking at the Houston side of things, or at least not, at least their defense, 
some things that I think are interesting is they've actually allowed the the second fewest uh, fan, uh, second fewest DK points to quarterbacks on the season. They've also, but they've allowed the sixth most um, schedule adjusted fantasy points to running backs. But they've allowed this, and they've allowed the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and the eleventh fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So, like, how you beat them is on the ground. Now, on some level, do I uh, do I care? It's Patrick Mahomes. It's you know one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah, they have shown time and time again that they can crush whatever uh, you know defense there is. But I think that is something to note here when you're looking at this Houston Texas defense. Now they are missing. They are it looks like they could be missing some of their pieces on their defense, especially in their secondary. Like Stingley uh, would be a big loss if he does not play in this game. Their offense is going to be likely without Nico Collins and uh, Brandon Cooks again. Uh, so you're going to be looking at guys like Chris Moore and stuff like that. And so. I did just want to mention that when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes has just been a baller this year. He has eclipsed 300 plus passing yards in seven of his last eight games. He's thrown for two, he has two or more touchdowns in 11 of 13 games this year. So you can pretty much count on him, you know, coming through and get you there. So he's actually been, even though he's the, one of the more expensive, he's been one of the most safer options as well because he, you know, um, he's gonna he's gonna get there. He's gonna have a shot at that 300 yard bonus. He's gonna have a shot at you know, getting you multiple touchdown scores. So, yes, he is expensive, but he does have that upside to come in through that. But I did just want to mention that with Houston and their defense. Now, some of that could also be just how bad their run defense is, and teams just aren't really forced to throw the ball against that them. That and playing from behind. Yeah. And, and so teams or just other really teams play it. from ahead. Yeah. So they don't and so it forces teams not to have to do that. But, yeah. um, you know, I will say they did play pretty well last week against Dallas, and, you know, th- things like that happened. We saw the same thing with the Broncos, right? And, um, so either way, I still think Patrick Holmes is a great play. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is a great play. Chicago has been pretty much terrible across the board. Uh, they're 31st in uh, uh, pass DVOA, 32nd in rush DVOA. Allowed the ninth most DK points to quarterback, fourth most DK points to running backs, and the 12th most DK points to wide receivers. You can pretty much go wherever you want there, and I totally agree on the Miles Sanders call. The other game that I think is super interesting to me is, is the Dallas and Jacksonville game. We've seen Trevor Lawrence look really really good uh, in recent weeks as well. Um, he's been like a top six quarterback on the season. And I think this is a spot. I know Dallas has a good defense, but I think this is still a spot where we could see this game get, uh, get pretty high scoring. It is on the road in Jacksonville. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, Trevor Lawrence is 6K. Uh, you can easily pair him with guys like, you know, <laughs> Evan Ingram, who uh, had the game of his life last week, but not even just him, but Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, are all guys that would definitely be in play there. I also think you could go with Dak, who is $6,200. I think that is too cheap for him as well. He is $6,200. And I think both of those guys, I want exposure to this game. I think this game sets up pretty nicely. The Cowboys have a nice implied point total on the week. They are 26 um, and uh, 26 points and uh, 26 implied points for them. Uh, Dak right now is looking to be about third or fourth in terms of um, – uh, ownership projection right now, but it's not anything crazy. It's probably right around 10%. And then, you know, you have Trevor Lawrence, you have to go down to about actually Mac Jones is projecting higher than he is, which I can't play Mac Jones. I don't Mac Jones right now looking about fourth uh, this week or fifth, excuse me. And Trevor Lawrence is ninth. So um, I do like Trevor Lawrence. I think is a little bit of a contrarian option. If he's going to be that low owned, we've seen the ceiling that he does provide. He scored 36 last week. Um, and then you go to week 12, he scored 28. Like he, he has some games here where, you know, he could definitely come through and he's only 6K. So I do like Trevor Lawrence as a little bit of a different option here. And then the game that I think that is the mo- one of the more interesting games that I don't think is going to be played at all, and that is the Cincinnati and Tampa Bay game. 
you have two offenses here now on one side, Tampa Bay's offenses look terrible all year. And like, they just haven't really been able to get it going, but Cincinnati's offense has looked so good. Um, especially in recent weeks. Now they have Jamar Chase back. T Higgins should be okay to play in this game. Uh, Tyler Boyd will have to wait and see on Hayden Hurst. Looks like he can be back as well. So their, their offense is back to full. Like that game could have some sneaky shootout potential uh, here. And I don't think anybody's going to want to play that game. Do you have any interest at all in that game? Or are you just staying away from that? I like that game. Um, I really like Jamar Chase. Uh, it sounds like Boyd's going to play, but Higgins isn't. And last week, Jamar Chase got 15 targets, which is absurd. And a lot of the, like, he's going to see, like, double coverage, but I'm not sure that it matters because, I mean, think about think about the Raiders all year, right? The Raiders have two weapons. They've got J- Josh Jacobs and they've got Devontae Adams. Teams have double teamed Devontae Adams all week, every week, and he still scores 30-plus. And it's like, yes, the Bucks can try to take away Jamar Chase, but I mean, why why couldn't the team do it? I, I don't remember who they played last week. Was it Cleveland? Yeah, it was Cleveland. So why couldn't Cleveland once you know Higgins and Boyd go out of that game? Why didn't Cleveland just triple team Chase? You know, but it's like the guy still gets there. He still smashes even when he's the only guy that's left. And I just think his volume. He, I think he's a lock to see double digit targets. Um, and him and Burrow are just have that connection and that you know they can. Burrow will throw it like one of the touchdowns that he caught last week. Um, Chase said he wasn't even expecting the ball. And if you, if you watch the play, he literally, as soon as he turned his head around, the ball was in his stomach. Uh, so it's just one of those things, you know, that Burrow trusts Chase and he's just going to throw him open essentially. Uh, and, and Chase is going to make plays on the ball, even when he's covered. So yeah, I really like uh, Jamar Chase from that game. I'm not sure who I like from the Tampa side if anybody, but if Chase is smashing, you have to think that he's, he's being pushed a little bit by somebody on the other side. Um, like last week, you know, Njoku was a good run back on the Cleveland side. Cleveland was able to, you know, keep, keep Cincinnati with their foot on the gas a little bit. Um, I guess probably Godwin, but man, I don't know. Mike Evans is very interesting just because he, we know he has a 35 point ceiling. He just hasn't done it. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, with Mike Evans, it's mainly been because their offensive line doesn't give him enough time to, you know, to allow him to set up a deep ball, right? And he's also, there's also been some opportunities too that has been missed where Tom Brady missed Mike Evans or he gets uh, hit with, um, you know, uh, pass interference calls and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's just something about that game that just feels like it could be the game that we kind of overlook and, you know, and, and if this was last year, that would have been a smash. You know, a, a Cincinnati Tampa Bay game would be a smash spot for, and then for this year, it's, it's just not mainly because Tampa Bay's offense hasn't been able to get it going. Um, What's the total on that game? I'm just curious. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm pulling it up. If it'll load NFL, um, 44 and a half. So that's in like the. 40, the, the the 45 point range is the range where we do see a lot of times, you know, these games can go nuclear. It's like anything in the low forties is like low. That's like where they're projecting, you know, no, no, no points to be scored, but you start to get up in like the 44, 45, 46 range where it's at right now. And it, that's like one of those totals. Um, That was the same. I mean, same as the Seattle Carolina game last week. That's where the total fell. And, you know, that was like the game that we loved. 
it's just one of those totals where, you know, things can go nuclear, but it's just most of the time it's probably going to settle in the, in the, you know, the median range of outcomes. But definitely, I do definitely agree uh, that if, if Brady can just score a little bit on the other side, I, the Tampa Bay defense hasn't really played anybody this year. And when they have, they've given up points. Like the Chiefs, the Chiefs romped them. San Francisco romped them. The Ravens even put up 27 points on them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I agree. I think that game's very interesting. Lastly, what about Andy Dalton? I know I know it's a little thin, but some of the projections I've been looking at, like he's coming in like the sixth, the fifth or sixth highest projected quarterback this week. He's only $5,200, oh. a decent total at 24. I know I it's kind of gross. But I feel like if you're playing in like a large field tournament, like taking a and going with like an Andy Dalton, Camara, Olave stack, I think could be, uh, or, you know, if you don't want to go Olave, uh, you could also go with like a Juwan Johnson who's expected to be back for this game. But I know it's, I know it's gross, uh, but he's $5,200. It's a good matchup against Atlanta. They're at home. They have a pretty decent total at 24 implied point total this week. So I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, you know, there's, I think it could be nice leverage off of Mike White, who's going to be much more highly owned than what he is. It, and so I, I, th- I think he can get there. Like he's actually looked decent in certain uh, spots this year. Um, this isn't a defense we're really worried about. We've seen him put up 32, you know, uh, DK, DK points uh, against Arizona earlier in the year. So, you know, he has a 22 point game against the Rams. Like I don't hate it, but again, it would only be something I would do in like a large field tournament or something like that. I'm not doing it in a single or a three entry max or anything like that. But if you're playing, and some of these big large field tournaments, I think getting some exposure to uh, Andy Dalton, I don't think is crazy because the guys that I like the most are, are obviously the two at the top. And then I do like, I do like Herbert. I do like getting exposure, whether it be Dak or, or Trevor Lawrence. And then if I'm going to pay down, I think I'm going to go down to uh, Andy Dalton. Like I, I just don't, I, I don't hate it. You like not like Mike White? I don't mind him, but I think there's a lot of people that are, that are going to want to play him. He's $5,400. We've seen Detroit, and they, they do struggle at times against the pass. But I don't know. Like It feels a little bit like a, a, little bit like a trap. He, he is dealing with that pretty serious rib injury that he suffered last week. I'm actually surprised he's even playing in this game. Um, and so he's right now projected to be the fourth highest on quarterback on the slate. And so it just sort of worries me with – with wanting to get get some of the, somebody like him, like I like the pass catchers, right? Like I really like Garrett Wilson. Over, you know, uh, I I think I really like him. I think some other options you could get to, but like this game also just feels a little bit like it could be a little bit more lower scoring than I think what people think it could be. Because I yeah. mean, right now, I mean, Mike White actually, I mean, that really to be fair, I mean, their projected uh, implied point total right now is lower than what the Saints is. I mean, they're twenty three, where you have the Saints at twenty four. I mean, it's not much. It's you know one point, but still like, I mean, I think it looks a little bit better for the Saints side. And I think when, and, and a really good matchup inside a dome, we don't have to worry about any sort of weather concerns or anything like that. Um, and, and so, yeah, I they, mean, if, if the lines no show on offense, uh, you could see the jets just take their foot off the gas for sure. Yeah. It's possible because the jets defense is really good and golf sucks on the road. So, right. Dude, so, it, it honestly just might just be a slate where you just play, one of the QBs from the two best offenses in the NFL that are facing two of the worst defenses in the NFL, one of Hertz or Mahomes, and just just go that route. Or like you said, 
play one of these other games that you think could go nuclear, like like uh, Bucks Bengals. And if that game hits, you know you've got a cheap QB. If you play Brady, and it, or you know Burrow's a little bit of savings off the one of those top guys. Um, and we pretty much know where the production is going to come from in that game. It's Godwin, Evans, and Jamar Chase. So I mean, it's it's very easy to stack up if that game goes off. I agree. So that's where I'm coming in at quarterback this week. Um, so let's jump over to running back. I think unless there's anybody else you want to talk about. No, I think that's good. Okay. So at, at running back, we have Austin Eckler, 85. Josh Jacobs is 81. Derrick Henry's at 8K. Joe Mixon, 7,200. Tony Pollard is 7,100. They're finally starting to creep his price up. It's, <laughs> About it's time. Still, it's still not, in my opinion, expensive enough. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, who is uh, who is questionable, um, he did not practice again today. Those are back-to-back DMPs for Ramondre Stevenson. He's 7K. Uh, James Conner, 6,900. Alvin Kamara, 6,800. Uh, Miles Sanders is 65. David Montgomery, 63. Zeke is 62. And Travis Etienne is 6K. That kind of wraps up the 6K and above range. I'll be honest here at running back this week for me. Uh, when it comes to these guys, uh, Tony Pollard is 100% still in play. It's a good matchup. The Jaguars have struggled, uh, especially recently, against the run. Uh, they are 16th in rush DVOA. They allow the ninth most DK points to running backs. But Jags over the last four straight games have allowed 100 plus rushing yards to the Titans, Lions, Ravens, and Chiefs. Um, Tony Pollard has just been super efficient this year. He's not somebody that handles a large majority of the touches. Only 50.7% of the opportunities in this backfield, which is 36th among all running backs. But uh, he is, you know, a top seven scoring t- uh, running back on the year. He is ninth in yards created per touch, third in breakaway run rate, first in yards after contact per attempt, and sixth in yards per route run. Dude just been an absolute baller uh, this year. He looked like he was going to absolutely smash the slate last week, scoring two touchdowns pretty quickly last week. Still was okay at 22.2 uh, DK points. But we know this guy has a close to 40-point upside, and it's a really good matchup against Jacksonville. So, I do like Tony Pollard quite a bit. Alvin Kamara, somebody that I already talked about. Now, he has not been uh, very good, at least from a production standpoint this year. But he has a ridiculous 19.8% target share. He has the third most receiving yards. He's only scored three touchdowns. That's what's really killed him so far this year. And those three touchdowns came all in one game. But he's still seeing 70%, 76% of the opportunities in this backfield. It is a good matchup against Atlanta, who ranked 28th in rush DVOA. Uh, they've allowed the eighth most rushing yards and the tenth most touchdowns to running backs. He's only sixty eight hundred. That is a savings from what you normally would pay for Alvin Kamara. And he's also, but he, it's not his fault. It, he's fifth in yards per run and ninth in uh, yards created per touch. Like it's not an Alvin Kamara problem. Uh, it, it's a uh, this offense problem, and especially their offensive line that has been banged up. But so for Alvin Kamara, though, I still think it's a great matchup. Cheap price at sixty eight hundred. We've already talked about Miles Sanders. Elite matchup for him, and then. You know, uh, I think those are the, the those are kind of the guys at the top that I'm really staring down that I really like the most. And I think, you know, much like last week, we talked about Miles Sanders and how great of a play he was, and he came through in a big way. This is another great elite spot for Miles Sanders again this week against a Chicago defense that just is terrible at everything that they do. He is not involved in the passing game whatsoever. Uh, 68% opportunity share for him. He's only averaging 1.6 targets per game, but he's 10th in red zone touches on the season. Um he is also 10th in missed tackles force and 17th in yards after contact per attempt. Chicago is 29th in rush DVOA. They'll have the sixth most rushing yards, third most touchdowns, and the fourth most DK points for running back. So great spot here for Miles Sanders again. 
Yeah, and in the last two games that Sanders has gone over 30 points, Jalen Hurts has also gone over 30 points. So don't be afraid to play them together, especially on a week where you know there's not going to be many teams that score near 30. Uh, so you can play both Hurts and Sanders together, get all the Eagles touchdowns, essentially. Um, unless, you know, there's a random Kenneth Gainwell rushing attempt on third down or Boston Scott somehow sneaks one in, which he did late in the game after they already had scored 48 points last week. Um, yeah, this is another great spot for both Hurts and and uh, Sanders to run all over Chicago. Chicago's defense is non-existent. So, yeah, I really like the Sanders call. Um, I really like Derrick Henry at 8K against the, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL and the Chargers. 8K is steep, but, I mean, if there's any way the Titans are going to stay, you know, competitive in this game, it's take the ball out – take the air out of the ball from the, the Chargers and run, run all over them um, and play a, a possession game because Herbert should be able to do what he wants against uh, the Tennessee pass defense, and the Chargers are just going to throw a lot. So, uh, yeah, I really like Henry, um, even though it's a steep price. I like the Pollard call. Um, if Stevenson doesn't play, I'm probably going to be out on Damian Harris just because I think if if Harris plays, he's probably going to be playing banged up is what it sounds like. Like the the reporters are saying that Harris doesn't even doesn't look close to healthy, even though he's practicing. Um, and I think we, you know, after the the showing that the Patriots running backs had last week behind Stevenson, where they actually did okay, you know, I could I could see it turning into a a mixed backfield. So I definitely wouldn't just jam in Damian Harris at 5,800 unless we get like a report where he's like off the injury report or something like that. Um, if he's like, you know, heading into the game questionable where it's like, you know, they'll just work him out pregame, um, then then I definitely would be more concerned. Uh, the Kamar, the Kamara uh, call is interesting. If New Orleans, Atlanta were to shoot out, uh, I mean, Kamara is obviously going to be highly involved. It's just. I just don't know how many touchdowns New Orleans is going to score, and they can score touchdowns in weird ways too. Uh, like Taysom Hill can can steal. Um, you know, Alave can ob- obviously score. The tight end position can score. But I mean, you're getting a six point eight k Camara that you know should still be relatively involved in the pass game. I mean, he hasn't been his typical you know normal pass game involvement that we are accustomed to seeing from him. I mean, target counts of three, seven, five, four, and four over his last five. So. Not a ton of, of pass game involvement there, so definitely um, is a little concerning. But, I mean, if New Orleans and, and Atlanta turns into a bit of a shootout, he's definitely somebody that's going to be, be involved in that. So I would, if playing him, I would definitely run it back with somebody on the Atlanta side, probably Drake London, just because he probably gets the biggest boost uh, from the, the QB change. Um, outside of that, I mean, Pacheco is a great play this week, I think. On a normal slate, I would say Pacheco doesn't really have a ceiling. Um, but on this slate, uh, where, you know, there's not a ton of guys that can score 30 plus, um, I think if he gets you 20 to 25, which is, which is absolutely viable. I mean, he can get a hundred rush yards on, you know, his 17, 15 to 17 carries or whatever it ends up being. It may end up being 20 plus if, if, you know, they, they lean into this matchup a little bit more, uh, he very easily could run for a hundred yards and two scores, even though he's not very involved in the past game. So 25 points is absolutely in the realm of possibilities for him. He's 5,700 or 5,900 against Houston. So uh, I think he's definitely in play. And I think that's, I mean, the Tampa Bay guys are interesting, both Fournette and White. They're splitting time, like pretty much right down the middle. Uh, They're both involved in the past game. Like White last week saw five targets, Fournette saw seven. Um, Fournette only had four carries. White had double digits. 
Uh, so White's probably really the one, the one A to the to Fournette's one B. Um, but I think they're both still going to be involved enough to where they just eat into each other. Um, but I think they're both interesting if you really like that Tampa Bay uh, Cincy game because uh, they both can be heavily involved in the pass game there. And if one of them were to go down with the injury, then that is a massive boost to the other one. So um, I definitely think they're interesting. Um, I'm going to be off Zonovan Knight this week. Uh, I think, like like I mentioned, I don't don't think it's the best matchup against Detroit, and they're going to continue to rotate in multiple guys there. Uh, I'm not playing Jarek McKinnon after his ins- insane 35-point blow-up last week. I think it's I, – I think that McKinnon's role is real. I just don't want to play him after he scored 35 because I don't think he's going to come close to replicating that again. Um, I think we could see Pacheco score the touchdowns this week. So um, that's about it for me. I'm not playing one of the Houston guys. I know they're missing everybody, but I'm not playing a running back on on Houston. I just can't do it. I mean, Damian Pierce is good, and he's he's only been scoring, you know, 10, plus, 10 points-ish over the last how many weeks. So it's like, if one of these worst players than Damian Harris is going to get that same Damian Harris role, like what am I really expecting out of them? And they're not, they're not free either. Like they're almost 5k. So I'm out on the Houston guys. Yeah. As far as the, the, the cheaper of the running backs are concerned, I do think uh, a few of these guys like Najee Harris, I think he is uh, sort of an interesting play. Um, this week against Carolina, Carolina hasn't been great against opposing running backs this year. And so I don't mind going with somebody like Najee Harris, who's cheaper. He is going to carry no ownership whatsoever. And he is still a player that's seeing about 70% of the opportunities he's utilized in the passing game as well. So I do think that he is somebody that I think you could look at as kind of a contrarian option at $5,700. I do think Rashad White, I think, is also – I mean, he still led this backfield last week uh, against the 49ers, 13 carries uh, in that game. He also was targeted five times. So – uh, I think there's a pretty healthy workload there for him at $5,400. So here's the deal with Zonovan Knight. And I, I, I've seen the, like, I know uh, D-Bro today, he tweeted out something that the, the Lions have allowed, like, the second fewest fantasy or second fewest fantasy points over the last, uh, I think, since week 10. Some of that is mainly, in my opinion, because of game script, right? Like, they, the, there's a few of those games where the Lions just boat race teams uh, and won by a lot. So that's going to go against whatever the running game is. I'm not saying that I think that the Lions' run defense is like bad. I think it's actually gotten a lot better, and I do agree there. But we also just saw Donovan Knight against a really good run defense, a team that we know that has a really good run defense in the Bills, still go out and have a pretty solid game against them. He was targeted five times in that game as well. That is something you definitely want to see against a running back that's $5,300. Now, granted, he only scored 15 uh, fantasy points or DK points, which you know, that's whatever, 17 carries, 71 yards, a touchdown. Um, and, and so I think Zonovan Knight, I don't mind him as a play at $5,300. And I get it. I, I don't think that he's like some sort of a must play. But if you're, you know, if you're if you're down here and you need a running back in this range, I don't mind playing him. I think the narrative that the Lions defense is great, I think is a little bit overblown. I think it's another situation where teams are just going to just force the ball, you know, and throw the ball through the air. The Lions have also won a lot of games lately uh, in being ahead and forcing teams to have to throw the ball. So it's kind of taken away teams from needing to actually run the ball against them. And so I think some of that is a little misguided. But, um, however, like, I, th- I think, you know, if you're if you're down here, there's not a lot of great options if you're really wanting to pay down at running back. You know, I, Jarek McKinnon could be in play, but it's really going to be mainly a game script type of thing because he's not getting any really carries. He had six carries last week. 
you know, eight the week before that, zero a week before that. He's much more of a game script type player. I don't think he's going to see another nine targets like he saw last week. One of those plays was a complete fluke play uh, that we saw from him. Um, that 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 uh, that just wild Patrick Holmes is going out of, uh, going out of bounds, and he just throws it over his head. <laughs> Little sidearm throw to McKinnon. He took it to the house, but. Um, he's probably the guy there. A lot of people would look to go to um, there, or possibly Latavius Murray at fifty one hundred, especially without Kyler Murray. It feels like a much more game script uh, game that could be better for Denver at home. But Zonovan Knight or Rashad White would be the two guys that I would look to go to there if I was wanting to pay down at running back. I think those would be the two that I would really look to get to. Um, if you were gonna play a Texans running back, I think it's Dario Gumbawale. He's he's played. He's been the RB two for them. He's played at least thirty percent of the snaps. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, over the last three games, uh, he's out-snapped and out-touched uh, Rex Burkhead. He's also been somewhat involved in the passing game as well, two, three, and two targets. Not, nothing great. I don't think this is a player that has some large ceiling. But, you know, if they do trail and he, they do utilize him in the passing game, I think, you know, he's $4,700. You know, if you're looking for something that's a little bit more off the board, I think maybe Dario Gumbawale could be a guy you could look at. And then... If Damian Harris does not play and Ramondre Stevenson doesn't play, then the Patriots running backs uh, become squarely in play. And that's where I think somebody like Pierre Strong, who is the stone minimum at 4K, could become a free square play. Yeah, I would play him if if the two guys were to be out. He's the guy that I would want to play. I know he didn't carry the ball as much, only five attempts last week, only two targets. But he definitely looks like the much better running back between him and Kevin Harris. Uh, 70 yards for him a score. Uh, two targets. That game was one of the most wild games I have ever seen uh, for for a, uh, you know, in, in, in a, um, with all the injuries we had. I mean, Kyler Murray went down, Ramondre Stevenson. Those two were the by far the most chalkiest plays on that Monday night game. Super frustrating. I had one lineup cash. I don't know how it happened, but it was a min cash. But uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a rough, rough Monday night. But I do think Pierre Strong then would become uh, squarely in play. And like I said, he's only 4K. He's only nut minimum. You know, he's at the the bare minimum price tag. So it, that's that's going to be a situation we're going to have to monitor because the Raiders are really bad, um, especially against the run. So um, I do I do think Pierre Strong would be the guy that I would look to play if both those guys. Were I agree. Go. I agree. So, anyways, uh, that's kind of uh, where I come in at the running back. Like I said, the top guys are definitely going to be Tony Pollard, uh, Alvin Kamara, and Miles Sanders for me. 100% agree on Isaiah Pacheco. It feels like a very good game script for him as well um, for Isaiah Pacheco. And then, you know, if I was paying down, like I said, I think Zonovan Knight, Rashad White would be the two guys that I'd be looking at. So um, let's go ahead and jump over to the wide receivers. Let's do it. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the five-hour energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So we have Donovan, uh, Devontae Adams at 9K. Jamar Chase is 8,300. A.J. Browns at 8K. Amon Ross St. Browns at 7,800. DeAndre Hopkins is at 77. C.D. Lambs at 73. Uh, questionable T. Higgins at 6,900. Uh, Keenan Allen, 6,800. Chris Godwin, 6,700. Uh, Kirk, Chris Olave. And then Devonta Smith, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, Jerry Judy, and Garrett Wilson wrap up the 6K group. So what wide receivers in 6K above are you looking to play? Uh, I already mentioned Jamar Chase, 8,300. I, I, he's the one wide receiver that I want to pay up for uh, this week. I think all the other receivers are hard sells for me. Uh, Devontae Adams, obviously concerns playing new England that they just take him away. Uh, and, and they have a very, like, I just don't see how the Raiders score points, uh, against new England. Um, new England has a new England will allow you to run the ball between the twenties. And then they shut you down in the run game, uh, when and it gets in close. And I just think, I just think that game is going to be low scoring. Um, and nine K for Devontae Adams against the Patriots. No, thanks. I'm out on that. Uh, I like Jamar Chase, 8,300. We mentioned he's probably going to see, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 targets in this game. Uh, and the Bucks have not really been able to contain good passing attacks on the other side when they've played them this year. Uh, so he's definitely the guy I want to pay up for. A.J. Brown, I have concerns that they don't need to throw to him uh, in Chicago. I think they just run all over the Bears on the ground. Uh, Amon Ra gets a really, really, really tough matchup in New, in New York against the Jets. Like I mentioned, they've shut down Stephon Diggs twice. They shut down Justin Jefferson, who are both better fantasy and real-life wide receivers than Amon Ross. So, uh, yeah, I'm out on him at 7,800. He's priced at a ceiling. Hopkins, no thanks with the backup QB against Denver. CeeDee Lamb, 7,300 is just too high of a price uh, for him, for a guy that has no ceiling. Uh, T. Higgins is questionable with a hamstring. Uh, no thanks. I'm out on that. Hamstrings are, are the one thing that uh, really, really, really hinder uh, wide receiver production. So, I'm out on T. Higgins, even if he plays. Keenan Allen, 6,800 again. I mean, he saw 14 targets last week and only managed 21 points. And yes, he didn't score a touchdown. But like the fact that he's had to see 14 targets in the last two games, and he's only scored 21 points with a touchdown and 21 points without a touchdown. Like if he only gets to like eight or nine targets, he's only you're only going to be looking at like 13 or 14 points from him. And he's 6,800. I'm guessing he's going to be one of the highest on wide receivers on the slate as well. So it just goes back to me. I think the chargers 
yes, they're in a really good spot to throw the ball. The volume's going to be high. I just don't know if the ceiling outside of playing Mike Williams is there for all the other guys. So I may end up with Keenan Allen and, and Derrick Henry is like a mini stack. Um, but if Henry's crushing, that probably means he's taking away some of the volume on the Chargers side. So I'm not sure that I'll pair Allen with Henry. I'll probably pair the splash play guys with Henry and that would be Mike Williams. So that's probably the route that I'll end up going. Um, and so, yeah, I like Mike Williams at 6,300. Um, between Godwin and Evans, it's weird to see Mike Evans cheaper than Chris Godwin because we know Evans has a much bigger ceiling than Godwin does. Godwin is definitely a higher floor play. Uh, he's more likely to get you 15 to 20. Mike Evans is more likely to get you 30, 30 to 35. Uh, so seeing Mike Evans at 6,200 is man, that mini stack, Mike Evans and Jamar Chase feels like it's, it feels like a really fun one, uh, to play this week. And Evans, Evans's targets are still there. I mean, uh, 9, 4, 9, 6, 11, 11, 15 uh, since week seven. So, I mean, the volume's there. It's just him and Brady just haven't been able to connect. And, I mean, I, it wouldn't shock me if, if you know, one of these weeks Brady just put up, you know, three or four touchdowns. Because, I mean, yes, he's hasn't done it really hardly at all this year. But, I mean, at the same time, Brady's, Brady doesn't look washed. I just think, you know – they've just had a rough year overall as an offense. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what the deal is, but as far as like Brady out there, you know, looking like he still has the physical ability to play quarterback, he definitely does. Uh, so it's, it's not an issue in that regard. It's just, I think it's just guys haven't been on the same page and Brady's just missing, missing throws occasionally. And um, receivers aren't, you know, running the same routes that Brady thinks they're running. I just, I just think they've been on, not on the, on the same page and, but, if they do get on the page, same page for one game, Mike Evans has a massive ceiling here. So I really like him. Uh, Alave has, has flashed a ceiling, but 6,500 when you've got guys like Mike Evans and, uh, you know, Mike Williams there that have 35 point ceilings, I'll probably not play Alave, even though he's in a really good spot against Atlanta. He's definitely interesting, but I would only play him again. If you're playing Alave or, or Camara, I'd only play them with an Atlanta piece on the other side because, if New Orleans gets up, there ain't no way they're just going to let Dalton keep keep slinging it around. So I would definitely use somebody from the Atlanta side to to keep pushing them. And Drake London is the only one that really makes sense because of his price tag. Um, and we really don't know what his ceiling could be with the QB change. So um, sliding down the list, uh, Garrett Wilson at 6K. Even if I'm not playing Mike White, you have to have interest in Garrett Wilson at 6K against the Lions. I mean, he is the the wide receiver one there for the Jets. So um, he continues to put up, you know, 25-point games. Last week was only 14, but that was in a very tough matchup in Buffalo. And he still managed six catches for 78 yards on seven targets. So now he gets back at home against the Lions. Uh, sign me up for that at 6K. What did you? How would you feel if I told you that Chris Moore was going to be the second most uh, highly owned wide receiver on the slate? Uh, I would tell you I saw a report that Brandon Cooks might play this week, and I really, really, really hope that he does, <laughs> so that we, I don't even have to consider it. Um, but I'm again, it's the same same thinking with McKinnon. I'm just not going to play the guy that had the career game last week. That's never likely to have that same career game again. Um. I mean, yes, Houston's going to throw a lot against Kansas City, who allows good production. But man, relying on a Davis Mills to Chris Moore stack that's like to have success, like Davis Mills being able to get the ball to Chris Moore, 
uh, successfully when Chris Moore is like the highest, <laughs> second highest on wide receiver on the slate. I'm just going to take my chances that that can't be a thing again. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, he's, he's coming in at projected uh, 20 to 25% projected ownership right now. So, and what was he well, last week? He was like almost min price, wasn't he? He was like 3,600 or something. I don't uh, have his log he pulled was, up. I can tell you. He was 3,400 last week. Yeah. So 3,400 is a lot different than 4,200 as well. I mean, that's 800 in salary. That's a, that's a big change. Yeah. So he's, he's not free. No. But I don't know. Uh, there's no shot. I'm gonna trust Chris Moore. Uh, no, ain't no at way that, at that kind of projected ownership. Ain't like why? No way. Like you have so like Traylon Burks, who who could be back this week. Uh, I don't know. He hasn't practiced yet. But if, if Traylon Burks were to be back, I would much rather play him. Uh, Drake London is forty seven hundred dollars. He's he's projected for very little ownership whatsoever, and I would much rather play him. He, uh, and uh, he's he's completely unknown. We have we have no clue what he's gonna do without Marietta. We have no clue. Right, but we have seen him this year have some have some big weeks. There's no Kyle Pitts. They're gonna have to throw the ball to somebody. Yep, and so he's gonna see a lot of targets. And you know that rookie quarterbacks tend to lock on to one player and absolutely pepper them with targets. And I think that's gonna be Drake London. And so and did, didn't you say? Because I'm not a big guy that watches a ton of college tape and all that. But didn't you say Ritter's like one of the better deep ball throwers out of the? Like yeah no yeah that was one of his that, that's one of the things that, that he, he is really good at is uh as the deep ball um 90 plus percentile deep ball completion um or deep ball passer coming out of Cincinnati so yeah I mean Drake London uh I, I think is a smash play at 47 I love Drake London um I thought he was going to be more popular than he was because of price and matchup and everything else and so I like Drake London at 4700 dollars um I I would much much prefer to play him than uh than chris moore at least i know what to expect i think michael gallup is in a much better spot at forty five hundred dollars i think he's somebody that you could definitely look at he you know he was targeted again six targets last week only forty five hundred dollars like there's just these wide receivers that i would rather play right now uh than than chris fucking moore and so like i just don't really get the the hype for him um uh, and, and people wanting to play him. Like even like Julio Jones at 3,900, like I'll play Julio Jones. Like he didn't practice today. We'll have to see why, but uh, you know, if he, if he's able to play a really good matchup for him as well, he, he was targeted eight times last week. So like, there's just so many better wide receivers that are in that range. Like, why are we playing uh 40, you know, 20 to 25% Chris Moore? Like, no, no, thank you. I'll, I'll pass on that. I agree. 100% play, play a guy that's got a bigger ceiling than Chris Moore does. Yeah, like he 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 had his one percent outcome, you know, game. Uh, you know, his only other game this year, I guess, that he was he had a four for forty three and a touchdown against Philadelphia in week nine, and he scored fourteen point five. Like, yeah, I mean, hell, play Elijah Moore at thirty six hundred if if Corey Davis is out. He's oh, one hundred percent agree. Ten targets last week. Yep, one hundred percent agree on him as well. Um, and that's man, that's that's part of the reason I I really like the Jets stack if Corey Davis is out. Just because uh, we know where all the production's going, and they're or, so cheap. They're or so hell, if, cheap. if Julio Jones is out, if Julio Jones missed because he did not practice today, I mean Russell Gage is thirty five hundred dollars. Like, like there's just better, cheaper wide receivers than 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 him. Like, why 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 are we doing that? Like, it doesn't. Yeah, last no, week, I, whatever. If, if he fit in a stack, but they were missing all these wide receivers, he was thirty four hundred dollars. Cool. Like, not that forty two hundred is like breaks the bank, but. 
you're getting him up there now in range of, of other wide receivers that like just have a legit sense. ceiling. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Mean, you even have, I mean, McCall Hardman, he's also $4,200. He uh, is slated to return, um, designated to return this week as well. So it's possible he could return for this game. He's $4,200. Like, yeah, I'm no, no, thanks. I'm, I'm not doing it, not doing it. So, um, for me, I guess I didn't really talk about the top guys. For me, like I definitely like uh, getting trying to get access to one of these uh, Philadelphia wide receivers. I do think it's going to be interesting if Dallas Goddard returns because the great thing about 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 the wide receivers was, or at least with the Philly stack, was you could easily stack AJ Brown and uh, DeAndre or um, the Slim Reaper uh, Devonta Smith together. But with, that was mainly because it was such a consolidated target share. They weren't throwing to the tight end. Like even like we that first kind of week, we, people thought that that like Jack Stoll was going to be a thing or something like that. But with Dallas Goddard out, it's just been those two guys that pretty much uh, that have gotten all the targets. I think once you add Dallas Goddard back in the mix, I think that changes things a little bit. So now I'd rather just play one of them. Both of these guys have an incredibly high ceiling. I actually think the, uh, Devonta Smith has the better matchup here. Um, I don't think Jalen Johnson, who's been really the only good Chicago cover corner that they have, is going to shadow because, I mean, you're you're talking about two really good wide receivers here. So whoever plays on that side the most, I think, is the uh, the wide receiver on the other side is the one that I want. And you have Devontae Smith, who is uh, a lot cheaper. He's only $6,400. So I do like uh, getting access. I, I do like going there. I like him quite a bit. Uh, I, I, you're completely right on your, your analysis of the Tampa Bay wide receivers, Chris Godwin, has uh, I don't think he has quite the ceiling. He only has one game this year of 32 points. He did that off 13 targets, 12 catches, 110 yards, and a score. Um, he has been somebody that has seen a ton of targets. He's been peppered with targets where Mike Evans, they just haven't been able to link up. He has been very kind of frustrated. He's still seeing targets. It's just we haven't seen the smash game. Oh, you have to go all the way back to week four against Kansas City. Uh, where he did eight catches, 105 yards, and two scores in that game, 33. That's that's really the – he only has one other game the rest of the year. That was week eight where he scored over 20 fantasy points. So – but I do agree, Mike Evans, if they can link up on one or, uh, one or two of these of these deep balls, then Mike Evans I could be a smash play at $6,200. Um, and he, just to really quick piggyback off that, like even if he hits one of these other games, like his 18.1 or his 18.6 or his 21.3, at his 6.2K price tag, that doesn't kill you on this slate either. So like, I don't know. It just feels like a good spot to take a shot on a guy that could score 35 at 6.2. Um, and then even if he ends up with only 18 to 20, you're not drawing dead. No, I, I agree. So I, I definitely think that uh, – and. Honestly, Mike Evans is not going to carry any ownership whatsoever. Um, even really, honestly, looking at the ownership projections, Chris Godwin isn't isn't that high either. I mean, he's projected to be in the five to ten percent range uh, of ownership this week. So, like, neither one of them are actually projected very high whatsoever. And Devonta Smith is not projected high at all. He's only at the five to ten percent range as well. Um, so, uh, the other one, Garrett Wilson, he's going to be highly. He's going to be very popular for a lot of people. He's probably going to be probably in the 15, 20% range for people, but it's such a great matchup against the Lions. Mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson has really balled, uh, especially since they've switched over to Mike White. You know, we saw the, you know, 26.4 against Chicago, 27.2 against Minnesota. And then last week at a much tougher matchup, he just couldn't score. He still went six for 78 in that game on seven targets for 13.8. So he is just in such a great spot against Detroit. Detroit has really struggled to stop the pass all year. So, Garrett Wilson is going to be really hard to get away from. If I'm paying up for a wide receiver, I think it's going to be Jamar Chase. 
this Patriots uh, Raiders game, I think has some like, appeal, but like it just doesn't feel great either because you know you're talking about Bill Belichick against Josh McDaniel. It feels like you know uh, if anybody knows you know that offense is going to be uh, Bill Belichick and be able to have some schemes to kind of probably take away Devonte uh, or Devonte Adams. But I don't know what's going to happen with Hunter Renfro. He was designated to return, as was Darren Waller. So they could have all those guys back for this game as well. But um, if I was going to pay up for one of these high-priced uh, wide receivers, I do agree. I think it's Jamar Chase at $8,300. Uh, that is $700 cheaper than Devontae Adams. I like that call. CeeDee Lamb, $7,300. He just sees an incredible amount of targets every single week, makes him a pretty safe play, uh, and has a decent ceiling if, you know, if, they, if this game goes off. And then uh, I, I like Mike Williams over uh, Keenan Allen. I agree. It's kind of the same situation, right? It's kind of the Chris Godwin to the Mike Evans. And Justin Herbert looked fantastic last week. I mean, some of the throws he was able to make in that game, uh, Mike Williams uh, had a really solid bounce-back performance last week, six for 116-1. Uh, and he is uh, cheaper than Keenan Allen at $6,300. So, um, And then lastly, what are your thoughts on Jerry Judy, who's $6,100? doesn't look like Corton Sutton's going to play. And Russell Wilson got back to a limited practice today. He didn't practice at all yesterday, but he did get in the limited today. I'm shocked. Like, I didn't think there was any shot that Russell Wilson was going to play this week, especially where they stand. But Russell Wilson is a wild man, as we know, Mr. You know, doing high knees on the on the plane over <laughs> to London, you know, to try to play. And so this dude is going to do whatever he can to play. So if Russell Wilson is able to play against Arizona, do you have any interest in Jerry Judy? $6,100 saw nine targets last week. Eight, you know, obviously he had a monster game because of the three touchdowns he scored, but he does have a pretty nice ceiling and his explosive wide receiver. Somebody especially great with the ball in his hands after the catch. Um, but he's only 6,100. Are you going to have any, would you have any interest in him if Russell Wilson plays? So this is a great segue into tight end uh, <laughs> because I really like Greg Dulcich this week. Um, and he would be the one Denver guy that I, that I play. Um, because the stat that's going around the industry, like on Twitter and all that is Travis Kelsey leads the tight end position, uh, with points per game at like 19 and in second is all the tight ends that have played Arizona at like 18.1 points per game. So it's like, um, you just plug and play these, these tight ends against Arizona and Arizona has actually been very good at defending the wide receiver position. Um, I think they've only allowed one hundred yard receiver all year. And that was Alave who barely eclipsed the hundred yard mark. Uh, so again, Jerry Judy, a guy that, you know, hasn't, ha- has rarely flashed a ceiling. Uh, and then he scores three touchdowns in one game uh, is, is, and is likely going to get some sort of ownership after, you know, after doing so with Cortland Sutton being out again. I'm just, I mean, even if Wilson doesn't play, uh, Dulcich saw a good, a healthy number of targets. I think it was eight or nine uh, in the one game that Ripian did start that Wilson did miss. So, um, you know, I don't really care which QBs in there. Um, for Dulcich, uh, he's the guy that from that offense for me, I would, I would definitely prefer him at 3,600 over Judy at at (sighs) 6.1. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Uh, the only other thing that I, the, we'll jump over to tight end first here in a second. I, the last thing I just wanted to mention was that a couple of Zay Jones. I think I kind of briefly talked about him, but he is definitely in play. He continues to see, I mean, over the last four games, he saw 10, 14, 7, and 12 targets for Zay Jones, and he's still $4,900. That feels too cheap. And then if T. Higgins were to miss, Tyler Boyd plays, he's $4,800 in a matchup against the Bucks. So I think both of those guys, and then Jacoby Myers is in a great spot as well. He is, looks like he should be back 
or he has possibly could be back, but he has not yet practiced. But if he doesn't, then that's going to open up the cheaper Patriots wide receivers, guys like Nelson Aguilar um, or Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Devontae Parker uh, also didn't practice today. So they, they could be without Devontae Parker and um, uh, Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers. And if they are, were to be without both of them, Nelson Aguilar is $3,400. So I think he becomes definitely in play against, uh, against this uh, really bad Raiders secondary. So anyways, Let's jump over to the, uh, the tight end position. I just want to hit on those guys really quickly. Um, so let's tight end. You have uh, surprise, surprise, Travis Kelsey at 7,800. 7, and then let's drop all the way down to 4,700 to the next closest tight end. And then Patty Fry, Dalton Schultz, Gerald Everett, uh, Darren Waller, which we will have to pay attention to, and Cole Komet at 4K. So, Maddie. I guess you're just locking in all the Greg Dulcich at $3,600. Uh, not necessarily. I, re- I really like Travis Kelsey uh, that I mentioned when I talked about Mahomes. Um, I think he's the key to the the Kansas City offense this week. Him and Pacheco. I think those are the two guys that score all the points uh, for Kansas City. Because um, like you mentioned for Houston, while they've given up you know very limited production to quarterbacks, it's been even less production to wide receivers. So like the when teams do pass on them, it's been the tight end. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely have interest in Kelsey, but if you need the salary on tight end has been a great position to save salary on week in and week out. Um, it is definitely Greg Dulcich at, at 3,600 against, against the worst tight end defense possibly ever. I'm not going to get cute. I, cause I think Dulcich has 20 plus point upside in this matchup. I, I think he absolutely can go for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is a great, is a, elite spot for for Greg Dulcich, but I, kinda, I like Juwan Johnson. He should be back this week, $3,400. Um, got a limited practice today. Uh, was was playing very well prior to his injury um, in week 12. Before that, he had 12.2, 15.4, and 13.7. Somebody that Andy Dalton looks to a lot. Uh, decent matchup against, uh, against the Falcons. He's $3,400. I think he could be nice leverage uh, off of that. And uh, I still think Dalton Schultz is still a really good play as well. He saw ten targets last week. Um, he can easily he can easily get there at forty four hundred dollars. Those are the two tight ends that I'm looking at outside of the chalky Greg Dulcich. I'm sure Evan Ingram is also going to carry a decent amount of uh, ownership just because you know we like to chase last week's <clears throat> results. Yep. And, and so yeah, he's the fifth highest tight end on the slate. Um. Akonkwu is the third highest. I, I don't know if I can do that. The, the Chargers have been, for the most part, pretty good against opposing tight ends. And uh, they will use Derwin James against tight end if they have to, uh, who is you know one of the best defenders. And so I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna get there. He's still only thirty one hundred dollars. He's probably too cheap, but um Debro saying Njoku. I mean, that'd be great and uh Debro if he was actually on the main slate, but since he plays on Saturday, we can't <laughs> play him. <laughs> so um anyways uh <laughs> but yeah i think that's do you have any interest in dallas goddard who's forty seven hundred dollars if, if he's able to play uh no just because i don't think this is a week that they really throw a lot i think you're gonna see hurts absolutely could run for 100 yards it's i this has the green bay game written all over it right where where both hurts and miles sanders just absolutely obliterated uh the opposing run defense um sanders ran in that game sanders ran 21 times for 143 yards and two touchdowns and Jalen hurts ran 
17 times for 157 yards. So, uh, and he only ended up throwing 28 pass attempts um, for 153 yards. I think this game sets up very, very similar to that Green Bay game. So I'm going to be out on the A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard uh, this week. And we've seen uh, the Eagles have been very smart with how they attack opposing defenses. Uh, they, they've been attacking based on what the weakness is. So like when they play Washington and Tennessee, um, the two games versus Washington and the one versus Tennessee, they've just chucked the ball the whole game because both both these both defenses have elite run defenses. So uh, they played into the scheme there and didn't just run the ball. But then when we've seen them play these horrible, horrible run defenses uh, like Green Bay and now Chicago, it's just they've just run the ball over and over again. So I think they lean on Miles Sanders. I think they lean on Jalen Hurts' legs and pass occasionally. Um, and so that, that that has me off Philly pass, pass offense. So, yes, Debros, uh, a Hurts and Sanders stack. You, you might have missed the, the running back quarterback talk, but in the last two games that Sanders has scored 30-plus points, uh, Hertz has also scored 30 plus points. So uh, those two guys are not exclusive of each other. I think lastly, uh, the other player that we should probably talk about is Tyler Conklin. He's $3,100 uh, targeted eight times last week uh, against the bills and uh, the lions have actually given, allowed the fifth most DK points to tight ends as well. So I do think Tyler Conklin could end up being a, a decent leverage off of uh, like a Conquo who's going to be more um, heavily owned than he is. Uh, right now, uh, we're looking at him being the third highest owned tight end right now, uh, a Conquo where Tyler Conklin's about 10th. And so I think both of those guys, uh, I, or I think Tyler Conklin could be a, a spot you could go with here to get a little bit different on that game, especially if you're wanting to stack up uh, the Jets side and go with Mike White, maybe with a Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin, I think is, is uh, where you could look to go. Um, so right now for me, if I'm not playing Kelsey, it's going to be Dalton Schultz. It's going to be, I'm going to have some for Greg Dulcich and then it's going to be Jawan Johnson. If I want to get a little bit different, I'll go with Conklin. That's where I'm coming in at. Yep. I'm good with that. Especially if you play Mike White, then attaching the tight end to your QB is always, always in play. Yes, and that's something that you've uh, talked uh, a lot about. Um, I mean, last week, look at Lawrence and Ingram. It's just like when when the QBs throw for four touchdowns or whatever it ends up being uh, to to vault them to being the top QB. A lot of times, the touchdowns just go to the tight end position. So it's a good, it's just a good spot to to correlate with your QB. But now, if you're pl- if you're like if you're playing Mike White and that team also has Travis Kelsey, like obviously you don't need to play Ty- Jam and Tyler Conklin over Travis Kelsey, right? Like tra- you're betting on Travis Kelsey to just smash. Um, and you know if Mike White does well as well, he can do so with his wide receivers, and you know Kelsey can do it by himself um, without necessarily taking a 8.1k Mahomes with him. So it's just all about how you build your team. But yeah, I mean, last week Lawrence plus Ingram was the absolute stone nuts. So what I so what I view. Travis Kelsey though, like if you're playing, I'm like in, in a stack with Mahomes. Yeah, it's, it's different. But in a not, if you're not stacking up Mahomes on that with with, and you're playing like Kelsey, you know, by himself, I don't mind there getting different and playing a double tight end because I view oh, Travis sure. Kelsey as like a wide receiver one, right? Like yeah, he's on not, on this slate too, where yeah. there's no value. Yeah, and I, I think there's actually uh, some pretty solid value at tight end, so I don't mm-hmm. mind I agree. playing a double tight end. And I, I know uh, Debro keeps uh, mentioning Hunter Henry, and he does make sense because if, if you're <laughs> going to be without Jacoby Myers, you're going to be without 
uh, Devontae Parker. Like, they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. This is a much better offense here that they're playing. The Raiders, you know, have looked decent in recent weeks. And so, uh, Hunter Henry, he's $3,300 as well. Um, I guess we didn't mention him, but he's just kind of hit or miss, right? Uh, he could score a touchdown, but, you know, he is all over the place in, in production. 15.3 against Minnesota. Last week against Arizona, excuse me. Um, he really had that one long catch, um, I think, late in the game. But other than that, he didn't really do a whole lot in what is a smash matchup um, uh, against Arizona, and he, he scored 10. But he could definitely get there at 3.3. So uh, I definitely think. But with all this value we have at tight end this week, I think going double tight end, if you're needing it, depending on how your build looks, like I don't mind, I don't mind that at all. I agree on the on this slate on this slate specifically too, because there's, I mean, like we talked about, there's not a lot of guys that can really score thirty plus points on this slate. There's only a handful, um, and there's not a lot of value. So you know, living in the mid range and then maybe using like one of the tight ends as value piece and and paying up for your like if you go Dulcich and Kelsey. Like Dulcich unlocks some salary for you to to get to Kelsey and and also get some other higher price wide receivers as well. So yeah, this is one of the few slates that I'll actually consider um, going double tight end. Um, I just yeah, I agree. Okay, and let's so let's jump over to defense here. I don't think we I think we've hit enough on all the tight ends. Um, let's let's go to defense here. Uh, who's the Denver Broncos? Denver Broncos twenty seven hundred dollars. Makes sense. Um, At home against uh, Colt McCoy. I do think the Patriots, I think, again, I just, you know, kind of talked about that a little bit here, what their defense can bring. Uh, their offensive line is not very good, so you can definitely see a lot of pressure on um, on on Derek Carr. So he's $2,800. Like, I think I like that. The Chargers at $2,900. I don't think I, th- I like that as well. Tennessee, um, the Chargers defense looked much better last week. I mean, they did an excellent job against uh, against the Dolphins this past week and really kind of shutting them down out. I mean, really you just had Tyree kill and that was about it. And so uh, I do think if you, especially if you force them to throw, I think $2,900 chargers, I think uh, does make some sense. Is he 30, saying my $3,200? Yeah. He's saying Miami. They're, that is they're, D-bro, they're, they're not on the slate, slate there, D-bro. buddy. They're on Saturday slate, buddy. Okay. <laughs> wrong slate. I do think the, uh, the jets at 3,200 at home against Detroit, uh, nobody's going to click them, but uh, we, golf has been awful on the road this year. So um, if you have the salary, I I definitely prefer Denver, but if you have the salary to get to the jets, the jets are also a, uh, they would be my second choice. Interesting. Interesting. See, I would rather, if I was going to pay up to that, I would rather just play the, the the Steelers who are 3,100 against Carolina. Um, yeah. Oh, excuse me, not the Steelers, not the Steelers, the Panthers is what I was going to say. The Panthers, uh, and that other side of that game, Panthers at $3,300 with, Likely Mitchell Trubisky playing. I think Trubisky looked decent last week, but he also threw three just entirely just terrible, really bad interceptions. Uh, and so $3,300, uh, they're $100 more than the Jets. Um, Panthers D, I think, is uh, if you wanted to pay up at, at, at defense, that's where I would look. And that's, you know, that yeah, I don't, I don't mind that at all either. Yeah. So, um, anyways, well, I think that's, uh, Kind of wraps up the the talk. Well, we still got to make it a lineup though. And Debro, Debro, you need to jump on. We, we can we get the three of us back together for you know either next week or the week after next. Next week is Christmas. You know we could do that maybe. You know uh, the Christmas slate. It's yeah, a fun slate. slate next week. Yeah, looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Maybe, maybe. 
you know, maybe if you want to jump in with this, D-Bro, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, let us know. We'll, we'll have our people get with your people over there at uh, <laughs> Fantasy Pros. See if you can uh, you can join us for a Christmas Day. Our people, Christmas meaning day. me and Kev. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know. So, oh, he says he's down. We're holding him to it. I know, you, I know you've been drinking. You've been throwing out, you know, teams that are on the wrong slate and everything else. But I think, I think he now. just woke up. Oh, he took he said, a nap. I'm down. Like, like he, he, he's doubling down on it. Okay. No, he's down, down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, he doesn't have people. Well, that's good. All right. All right. Where are we going this week? Let's let's build this lineup and let's 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 get out of here. I think we can build a a really fun Mike White team. So let's do it. Oh, we're doing a Mike White team. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Let's actually go since this is like our big Millie team. Let's actually stack up Cincy and Tampa Bay. So let's go Joe Burrow. Okay, I like that a lot more. That that makes me feel a lot better. Okay, so we're gonna go Jamar Chase, and let's go Mike Evans. I was gonna put in Hayden Hurst, but it doesn't sound like he's gonna play it. I'm not playing the other the other. Uh, no, Wilcox is awful. Yeah. So let's uh, hope he plays, and let's go. Well, I don't want to do that either. I was gonna go Tyler Boyd, but I don't know if he plays either. Um, it sounds like Boyd's gonna play. Higgins is the one that I'd be worried about just because his is a hamstring. Boyd's is a finger. Well, that seems important when you're trying to catch football. But. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if Boyd does play. It's like they're without a tight end, and they're gonna need. I don't know. They're. Just, I feel like they're just gonna need Boyd's volume. Well, it's not okay. a. It's not a bad play, but also Chase at seventy eight hundred. If you're playing him and he hits the ceiling, doesn't necessarily mean that anybody else goes with him as well. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let, I, I'm gonna lock in Isaiah Pacheco, fifty nine hundred. All right. Let's go Miles Sanders as well. Like that. Sixty five hundred. So we're not gonna go there. Let's go ahead. We can get a little chalky, and we'll go Greg Dulcich. All right, go ahead and plug uh, Broncos D in so we know how much uh, we're playing with here. $4,900 remaining. So let's go with Chris Moore. No, we're not doing that. Not doing Jesus. That. <laughs> let's go. Oh, I don't know what we're doing. Okay, I'm going to go Drake London. I already, ha- I already had him clicked on because I knew you were going to do that. Is there anybody on New Orleans that's 50? You know who's really cheap that we didn't talk about is Jarvis Landry. Not that I'm going to play him, but he's like 3,800. He's going to see a handful of targets against Atlanta. We could change it up if we wanted to and not do Dulcich. We could do Juwan Johnson have a mini stack of that, but we don't have Uh that. Yeah, let's do that then. That should open up a little more salary too, I think. Unless he's more than... Oh, no, he's, he's, he's a little cheaper. He's 200. Okay, so yeah. he's 50. Fifty-three hundred. Hey, we could go. Uh, we could go Zonovan Knight here, D bro. Uh, no. Uh, who do you want to go with? Your last pick. So this is. I, I I forgot to ask you about him. Um, when we got to wide receiver, but DJ Moore at fifty-three hundred keeps staring me in the face, and I feel like every build that I do, I get down to the flex, and I have fifty-three hundred dollars left. <laughs> it's it's gross, but I mean, he can score twenty plus with Sam Darnold at QB. Oh, just, it it is disgusting though. It feels really bad to click that. Like they didn't. Th- it's it's really going to depend on to me. It's going to depend on game script, right? Because last week they didn't really have to throw the ball. They ran the ball forty six times in that game. Zero point six points last week. Yeah, uh, three. But he targets. had twenty three point three the week before against yeah. Denver. <clears throat> yeah, 
but it's really going to, you know, I, th- I think it depends on more game script. Can Pittsburgh keep it close, force them to throw the ball a little bit more? I think it's well, a decent game. Also, decent also too, Seattle, Seattle is very, 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 very good at defending the wide receiver position. Like, they funnel everything to running backs and tight ends. Like, literally everything. So, I think that's part of it. Um, and now you've got Pittsburgh, who you can attack, definitely attack with the wide receiver position. So, um, and I, I do like Elijah Moore. I see D, I see D bro writing his name in all, all caps. I really do. I like Elijah Moore. He just didn't fit into this build, but, um, so here's what you could, I mean, if you wanted to, if you we wanted to, I was just looking to see what it would do. And if we switched it and didn't go Drake London and we went Elijah Moore, Dulce, we could still go Dolcich, put him back in if we wanted to do that. Um, that would leave well, then you, then, 200 in the flags. Yeah. And then you, but the best play there is, is. I I was playing around with that. The best play there becomes Garrett Wilson. And so then do you want Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson without Mike White? So then it becomes and then it becomes a thing where you build around and now you're now you're putting White in instead of Burrow. And I mean it can be done. And that's what and so all of that goes back to, you know, I don't necessarily think Mike White scores 35, but if he gets, you know, 24 to 27, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson are definitely going with him. So, so are you saying you'd rather do a mini stack with with Chase and and Evans and No, I'm not saying we necessarily have to do that. I'm just saying for a build in general, I just think the Jets are so easy to stack because of how cheap they are. And so yeah. like it I just I feel I feel like each time I go, log in to build a roster, it's like by default I keep ending up on the Jets guys because it's like if I plug in one of these high-priced QBs and then I'm building my team, I'm like, "Oh man, if I take away hurts and i you know save 2700 and get to mike white i can do so much with that 2700 and so it's just and then when you do that you're also plugging in elijah moore who's 3600 and so now all of a sudden you have all this salary to play with so it's just a very he just opens up the jets stack in general just opens up a lot you can pretty much do whatever you want but um if we're not playing garrett wilson like if we go with that build we have 6200 left so what if you uh, went you could do if you wanted um, if we kept it the same with London and Juwan Johnson in there, with kept the same stack, you could go Brandon Cooks if he's able to play at forty nine hundred, where it would be a little mini stack with uh, the Chiefs and Texans. I'm okay with that. I mean, because the options you have are DJ Moore, Zonovan Knight, Jarek McKinnon, uh, or or you just run Tyler Boyd as a second as a second bangle, forty eight hundred. And then you could up up the Broncos to somebody else at defense. That's that's honestly that's probably the responsible thing to do. Since we have Burrow QB, is just play Tyler Boyd and then move up the defense to somebody else. All right. Well, then what defense would you want to play? So if we did that, we could go up to the Jets, Steeler. Oh, your, your Jets are there. Uh, the, the Lions, Chargers, Patriots, Broncos, Bucks. You want to go Jets? Yeah, I'm good with uh, it's thirty two hundred, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm good with the Jets. They're gonna be unowned. They're playing at home against Detroit. If they were on the road, I'd I would definitely not be clicking that. But see, this is where we could have got in. You, you know, the correlation with going um, with with going Zonovan Knight was right there. <laughs> see, you go the Zonovan Knight. You know, the correlation with the Jets defense. Well, we wouldn't have been able to afford it. We would have dropped to. down to forty eight hundred. Tyler Boyd. Yeah. All right. This is the team. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see if Tyler Boyd plays. He got in a limited practice today. Um, if he does it, it doesn't 
it doesn't take much to make some, uh, you know, some getting a little bit different there. Uh, getting off Tyler Boyd and going somebody else, like I said, drop back down to the Bucks or the Broncos. You could go Brandon Cooks or uh, some of those other uh, those other um, teams that are there as well um, are options. So this team is jo- uh, Joe Burrow, Isaiah Pacheco, Miles Sanders, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, Drake London, Juwan Johnson, Tyler Boyd, and Jets D with no money remaining. That is a turning team if I've ever seen one. Yeah, if it uh, if this Cincinnati game goes off, we're uh, it's gonna make it rain. It's make it rain it right rain. before Christmas. Uh, kids are gonna have a great Christmas, you know. If, if that team uh, wins the million, I'm flying out to Kansas City immediately. Maddie's buying his daughter a pony, you <laughs> yeah. know, for for Christmas. Probably and, uh, two, because you don't yeah. want one to get lonely. Yeah, you know, buy a couple of ponies and stuff like that. So, <laughs> hey, uh, we're on to week, you know, week fifteen. It's uh, should be a fun weekend. We get a three game slate as well on Saturday that I actually think looks pretty uh, looks pretty fun. Uh, it does. Stack up Matt Ryan. That's a, oh, yeah. Uh, is that Ryan's possibility? Yeah, you got the uh, the Bills and the, the Dolphins game that is going to be a snow game. I'm wondering how much uh, we're going to see from uh, we're we're going to see uh, ownership wise coming in on that but that Bills Dolphins game because of the snow. Uh, that I hope it's low because I'm going to play it. Yeah, like the wind's not bad. Like I was looking at the wind's not bad. It's like 10 mile an hour winds, and like yes, there's a chance of uh, of snow in that, but I don't really care. As long as the wind's not bad, I could care less about the rest of it. You know, give me give me Josh Allen against the Miami Dolphins traveling north in a snow game. Yes, please. Yeah, and then Michael Pittman is definitely one hundred percent in play. There oh, I'm playing well. Matt Ryan. One hundred percent, I'm playing Matt Ryan and Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman. Yeah, against that really bad uh, that really bad secondary uh, of the Minnesota Vikings sucks. I mean, I think they've allowed three hundred yard passer, and I think in four or five straight games. So, yeah. Uh, I think that gets, so that slate looks like a lot of fun. And then, you know, we get is, the uh, is, Je- is there any update on Jeff Wilson? Is he playing? Not, not I, that I play most or, but I'm just, I'm just curious. I think my, um, I think my placeholder has both Gus Edwards and JK Dobbins at running back on the same team. Cleveland is so bad against the run and Baltimore's just going to run all over them. Uh, Debra says he's questionable. He was limited, yeah, limited today. today. Yeah. So this, I, th- I think the Saturday slate is going to be a lot of fun too. So I'm definitely going to have some have some fun with that. And then next week, uh, Christmas, you know, we get the the big Saturday slate, and that's going to be the main slate next yep. week, Saturday. And then on Sunday, you know, you get uh, we're we're going to get uh, Baker Mayfield uh, against uh, Jesus, probably Russell Wilson. And so that's that's going to be fantastic in that middle slate of game on the Sunday because there's three more games on that Sunday. I, I love it. The NFL is doing these these Saturdays or these Saturday or now this next week Sunday slate. These short slates, uh, it's a lot better. I, I much much prefer it because I two game slates are fine, but three games I think is a good place to go because then it spreads things out a little bit more. It's kind of like the Thanksgiving slate. So we really get two weekends in a row of like a, a mini Thanksgiving slate, right? Yep, very fun. Oh. And then we get the week eighteen, which is just disgusting. So. <laughs> uh, because you never know who's going to play, how long are people going to play, and all that stuff. And then we are on NFL playoffs, where I feel like we crush every year. So, yep. Anyways, I'll get let's get out of here. Hope everybody has a good rest of the week. We will be back again next Thursday. Uh, D Bro is going to be on with us as well. We're holding them to it. That'll be it'll be a three man uh, tricycle, if you will. Uh, you know, wobbly H, however you want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, um, so. 
It's going to be good times. Uh, we uh, we will be back again right before Christmas. Hope everybody has a good rest of the week. Let's uh, let's let's get through this. I know this is the time of the year everyone's just relaxing because you know the, the year is almost over with. But let's win some money right before Christmas. Put some money in our pockets. I'll see you guys again uh, next week. You Have a good weekend. Big man, <laughs> treat you like you're a little man. Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.